Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 
Blaze Louisville's number one hip-hop station, B96.5, WGZB, for weeks. And when his next single follow, Lace Me Up, he was basically a household name. So Lamaze was, men- I'm sorry, Lamaze <laughs> was mentored by the late platinum recording artist, Static Major. So Lamaze ain't normal through the gauntlet of what is the black experience in 2020 America, where everything is stacked against us, even our own communities. The goal is to survive, and instead of being afforded the luxury, to thrive. This shouldn't be normal. Stay connected with the artist on Instagram at Solo Lemaze. Any fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my very special guest, Louisville hip-hop artist, Solo Lemaze. Yo, 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 what's good? Yo, yo. <laughs> what's good? What's How you good? doing today? I'm good. How you doing How today? I'm good. Well, I'm How great, man. Yo, let me tell I'm my great, story. Man. Let me tell my story. I got to tell my story. I got to tell my story. All right, all right. So as I was mentioning to you prior to the show, right, my mom moved us down south. Her job just, just moved us all around a lot when I was younger, right? So... I was down south, and I was in the third grade, right? New kid on the block. Got to third grade, and I had to sit beside this little boy, and his name was Lamar. And it spelled the same way, right? Sit down beside the little boy, and he was like, hey, hey, Nakia. And I was like, you know, yeah, what's up? And he was like, look, because I'm looking at him over my shoulder, right? And he was like, look, and I'm like, nah, I'm good, because I'm trying to get my studies on, right? And he was like, nah, look, look. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And he was like, look at me, girl, right? So I looked, and the little boy got his dick out, right? And I'm thinking, we we in the middle of class. And, and teacher, Miss Teacher, I got to move. Yeah. And for the rest of my life, I was scarred. Like, four kids later, you know what I'm saying? Like, 40 years later, I'm still scarred, yeah. <laughs> when I saw your name, I was like, ah, oh, dang. I wonder if that's him, because I ain't never seen nobody else with that name in my life. <laughs> I was like... Ooh, I what was you at down south? Probably was. I used to be a dirty little nigga. <laughs> I used to be a little slam ball. <laughs> nah, but I read your bio, and I saw, you know, born in Chicago, raised in Louisville, and I'm thinking, nah, I wasn't even nowhere near, you know, Kentucky, so nah, this can't even be the same cat, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, nah, it ain't you. Well, it I was that guy. I can't even lie. I was that guy. I came a long way. You know what? Me too. Me too. Me too. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the glow up, for real, though. (laughs) But in case I start laughing, you know what I'm saying? Throughout the interview, I just had a flashback. That's all. That's all. (laughs) But moving on. Moving on, though. Moving on. Yo, I just want to say, you know, um, I listen to to Ain't Normal, and this ain't even the route that I want to take. I listen to Ain't Normal, and, um, you know, as I was telling you, like, I'm, I'm. I, I love it, you know, and I think they sent they sent something else initially, um, and I was blown away from that. You know, I can't even remember what it was, but I was blown away because, you know, a lot of the artists that we get, uh, of course, we've never heard, you know, of the artists, and I like that, um, but I was blown away. And then they sent Ain't Normal, and I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, then they sent um, the what the track actually meant, the artist's take on, on the track. Um, and then, you know, that hit me a little different because everything that we went through last year, 
You know what I'm saying? And and your take on it, um, 2020 America, no, that's what we've been going through for for a while now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and it's yeah. sad that even in our own community, uh, when you would think that we would be trying to elevate one another and bring each other up um, and finding a way out of our own struggles, you know, that we're continuously trying to, to put each other down and, and bury each other, you know what I'm saying? It, it's sad that that's how we are as a, as, a, as a culture. That's sad that that's how we are. But I ain't even there yet. I'm not even, I'm not talking about the track yet. Um, I want to start, like, from the beginning, you know, when it comes to, to your musical style. Um, I know your bio says that you started at the age, of, as, you know, at 11. Um, let's talk about how it was back then. I don't know how old you are now, but let's talk about how it was you know, at, at the age of 11 and then just, just moving along, how it was having to start your own studio before the age of 18, you know, that's, that's phenomenal. Um, let's just talk about that right there for a minute. What was it like? I don't know how it is in Louisville, but what was it like when the doors are closing your face, when people are telling you no, you know, you can't get in the studio, um, perseverance, you know what I'm saying? Um, that takes a lot of determination and drive, um, for somebody who may be listening now and they're thinking to themselves, like, yo, I, I, how did he do that? You know, what was it like for you back then? I was just crazy enough to believe in myself, man. You know, like, uh, I always loved music. I used to listen to music, like, all the hours I was woke. You know, all the hours that I was woke, I was listening to music, just listening to music, listening to music. Now, I done tried a lot of things in my life. I done played sports. I done tried to be in games. I done tried everything. It was something about with music. When I did music, I wasn't in no competition. I was just good. And it was just natural because I naturally love music. So I think I was born to make music. My mama named me after Frankie Beverly and Mays. You know, that's her favorite group. So she was going to name me Frankie Beverly and Mays, but she named me Love Mays. I got a brother named Lamar <laughs> and a sister named Latoya. So it's, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's the only, this, this is where my heart feels warm. My soul and my spirit feels good when I'm doing music. When I'm doing anything else, it's, I'm disgruntled or, you know, I'm just not in it. But when I'm doing music, it's no Tam. Tam doesn't exist. So this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I thoroughly enjoy this. What keeps you motivated? What keeps me motivated? Yeah. Uh, it, it's the best thing. It's the it's what I do. I mean, me keeps me motivated. I always trying to be better. I come from a class. I was right. I was. I always hung around older people since a kid. So like I come, I, I got the old school learning of how this industry works and stuff like that, and and that's like me being an original. Me always like music is like my therapy. Matter of fact, I say that that's what keeps me making music. Music is like my therapy. I have not yet. Why you know black people got this stigma with therapy and all of that and keep it up on right, their right. mental health. And this has been the way right. that I've been able to keep track of my mental health. And this music was able to be my therapy. So I make a song and I'm able to live, you know, listen to it. And all the issues that's going on in my head, it always comes out of music. So 
yeah, long as like long as I'm living life, I think I'm always be making music because that's my best outlet for everything that's going on inside of me. And that is so important um, that you touched upon that. Not only being able to have a mental release or 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 an outlet, but the fact that. Um, you know, men in general, especially black men, not only the black community, but just black men in general, um, because they feel like, you know, they are uh, they are supposed to be, you know, the protector of, of the family, um, the protector of the black woman, um, the head of the household. You know, they don't want to mm-hmm. show emotions, so they hold everything in. They keep everything bottled up, and, and it is so important that men, our black men, they have a way to mentally be able to release. Um, and so if music is your outlet, if writing is your outlet, you know, if, if the creative side, um, if that is your outlet, express yourself, get it out. Don't keep that shit bottled in. Um, so, yeah, I think on, on that right there with everything that is going on um, in 2020, 2019, 2021, you know what I'm saying? Our black men, our black teens, they need a way to be able to, to release. So yeah, um big up to you on that, uh, right there. Yeah, I always you know been the person that kept stuff bottled up and like yeah. that. So yeah. like yeah, that music was always my outlet. 'Cause I'm overthink I'm one of those type of people that lives in his head. You know, I'm one of those type of people that you gotta do something two, five, six times before I get mad and blow up. So like I'm always holding stuff in and I'm always overthinking situations. And my best outlet is always the music, you know? So, yeah, most definitely. And keeping that stuff bottled in, that ain't good for you. And that's people in general, you know? Um, I used to be that type of individual as well. Um, It caused, you know, me to have horrible, horrible migraines, you know, and always be agitated with the world because you keep all of that bottled in. And for me, writing, you know, was my outlet. Um, I'm a songwriter. So writing for me uh, became my outlet, just an avenue of expression for me to release everything that I kept pent up. Um, so yeah, if you can get it out, get it out. You gotta release, you gotta release all of that. Um, I know your bio states that um, you were mentored by the late um, Static Major, and I know that he worked in the early 2000s with Aaliyah and, and Genuine and. Um, Destiny's Child and um, um, Pretty Ricky, yeah. um, and I and yeah. I also know that he posthumously worked with Drake on the 2018 Scorpio project on that track um, After Dark, uh, and I, I remember him as being the not so typical R&B music producer. Um, but what elements did you take from him, and how did he influence your music career? I mean, he's one of the greatest songwriters I've ever met. I always thought, I mean, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I always thought, like, the best R&B song was R. Kelly, then, like, Static Major. You know, I felt like he was mm, up there. Yeah. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was great. And, like, by, by his resume, you can tell. And he was homegrown. And, like, and... He came to my home studio. I had like a studio set up with a booth in the closet. And to see this millionaire, you know, he poured the hummer in my yard. 
in the Mercedes. He pulled the bins. He'll park the bins in my yard and, like, come to. And this person has been in the studios all over the world. And here he is working with me with my little PC set up with a little cheap microphone and in the closet. And for see, to see him see the potential in me, it just lets me know, like, I was going somewhere, you know. And I was just truly inspired. I was just truly inspired by he didn't. He didn't care where he caught the vibe from. That's that's the first thing I'm gonna say. He wasn't ashamed of where he caught the vibe from. Like he could be in Australia one day in the top tier studio working on records with Aaliyah while she shoots the movie, or working with Pretty Ricky and this and that and the third. And then he can like bring himself down the next day to come to the hood and like come record in my home studio in the closet. So, like, that's one thing. And then I just learned, like, the art of songwriting. It's more than just, like, slapping words together or, like, just trying to be cool. It's just, like, it's a it's a, it's a a method to the madness of these hits that we heard. Like, he doesn't yeah. go with the first thing that pops off his man, even though it might sound good. Like, because like, a lot of these new cats, they the first thing that just pops out they man, they record it and they put it out, they put it on SoundCloud, they put it on YouTube, TikTok, mm-hmm. and they out to the mm-hmm. races. He was a person that really thought meticulous about what he was saying or what words he was using or what concepts he was using. Then like being the person that wasn't necessarily the best singer. You know, like he wasn't necessarily like a opera singer or a John Legend or Anthony Hamilton. But he knew how to work his voice and make some of the best harmonies that I ever heard from any singer ever in his lifetime. Wow. You can hear that when you listen to Missy or when you listen to Genuine or when you listen mm-hmm, to Pleasure mm-hmm. P or when you listen to all yeah. these guys who still work. That stuff comes from Static and Player. You know what I'm saying? He was the harmony king. Like, I seen him put, like, six, seven different notes in a hook or a bridge, or just one part of the verse. So just being the king of harmony and learning this technique as far as, like, yeah, he might not be the best singer, but if you turn his mic up a little bit louder where he's over mm-hmm. the beat and he don't got to scream or belt out a sound, but he can get the note, I, that was amazing. That made me think I can sing, which led me to start doing more <laughs> melodic raps and singing and stuff. Like, I got arms. Yeah, it led me more. Because I used to think you had to be able to just belt it out like an opera singer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was just like, nah, just turn my mic up a little bit louder than what's normally what it means to be to where he can hear him or turn the track down so I can be able to, you know, he can hear his voice. So he wasn't necessarily like belting out the sounds. He was, right. he was getting the sounds and he was in his comfort zone to where he can get those certain sounds. So, yeah, I learned that from him, man. Those key things. Wow. Okay, so I just took some pointers too, like some things that I knew. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I took some pointers away from that right there. That's that's amazing. Um, I'm just sitting here like in awe, like oh, wow. <laughs> uh, one of those interviews where you don't, I don't get rendered speechless a lot. Um, but I always tell my listening audience, you know, when they send in questions, you know, um, when when guests when they drop gems, make sure that you soak up all of the knowledge that they're, you know, that they're they're giving you. And so this is one of those moments when I was allowed to soak up, 
you know, and, and acquire some information that I, I didn't know myself. So um, thank you for that right there. Um, in yeah, what ways free you game. that your say that again? No, nah, this is free game. This is free game. Oh, man, yeah. For, for definitely, sure. definitely. But what you said in what ways what? In what ways has your your newer music changed from when you first um, started putting out music? Uh, my newer music is is just more truer. My newer music has more of a purpose. It, it has more of a cause. Like you go through this phase, like when you first start making music, uh, you just you're you're stuck in the the basics or the techniques or the mechanics of the craft. So like long as you can ram or make this land ram with that land, then you good. Then like you get into your personal story. Then you get into a phase like where you just want to compete with other artists or the industry at whole, or you're trying to stay up to date with the industry. So a lot of artists they just making songs that they think would be hot, or they think would be a radio song, or they think would be a club song. And then you go out of that, you know, to where like I only make music if it's true to me and it has a purpose. You know, like, I know that's what I'm here for. Like, my purpose is my music. And, it, and my music is here to, like, make some type of change, add progression to this world, you know, that we live in. Like, and music is my vehicle to do that. Like, you got preachers, you got philanthropists, you got activists, you got pre. you know what I'm saying? You got a whole land yeah. of people that do their job. So I play my part. My part is the music. You know, my music, I, I always want my music to have, like, a message, something you can take away from, something you can live off of, somewhere I'm putting the medicine inside the candy. So I had the candy formatted first, and then I developed the medicine, then I learned how to put them both together. So once you can put those two together, where it, like, because you, like, where it's not like, like, yeah, it's conscious, but it's not like no Talib, Kweli, or no most Def, mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. KRS-One, you know, mm-hmm. it box. Like, ain't normal. My latest thing, you could put Lil Dirk on there. You could put Lil Baby. You could put Roddy Rich on there, and it'll still bop the same way. But while you bopping, you getting the message. You getting the message. You getting the message. You getting the message, and you're entertained at the same time. And that's, that's that's what I love the most, you know, because like my lad, the record before this, I had a record with DJ Khaled and I toured the world. I had a record with Khaled. You know what I'm saying? They got spins. It did its thing, but it was with Khaled and I toured the world. I did all that. I did the hoorah, did the, did the high budget video, did the sprint events, the security, all of that went everywhere. Then, like, that situation went arrived, the, the label deal I had with Sony and all of that, that stuff kind of fizzed out. I came back, I mean, I took a break for, like, a year or two, you know, to get my mind right, because this road, this industry ain't what a lot of people think it is. It's really crazy. No, and You no. can lose yourself no. in this <laughs> yeah. business. Like, you can lose yourself. So I noticed that, and I took a step back. Because when I was getting like that, I was more, like, I had, I got a record with Khaled, and it's the top record in my hometown, and I'm touring the world, but I'm not happy. You know, I'm, I was more frustrated, and I had more going on the land. Now, when I did this ain't normal record, 
you know, it was all bootstrap. You know, I wasn't in a professional studio. I was just setting my studio. I was just makeshift in my studio in certain areas. I put my studio in a building that didn't even have permits and just made this record out of nowhere with the, the lowest of quality of, of, of equipment and just, like, locked in. And then I, the, the budget for the video was way cheaper than the budget for the record I had with Khaled. And this record, when I debuted it, it did 10 times as better as the record I had with Khaled. So I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and I because wasn't taking message, them Yeah, because the message, um, and as you mentioned, uh, being true to yourself. Um, and I think that growth, um, the, the question, the answer to the question, and you gave me exactly what I wanted to hear, it's all about growth, and that's what we've been talking about for the past year, you know, with our guests. If you can't see, uh, can't hear growth within yourself, and not only as a, as an artist, but as a person in general. If you aren't able to see growth in yourself, if your listening audience can't see growth, you know, as a music artist, then there's something that you're doing wrong. But you mentioned, you know, that now you see yourself being more true to yourself as an artist. What you're talking about, you know, you're bringing forth a message you know what I'm saying? You're not just, you've gone through the mechanics. You've gone through the candy phase of it all. You know what I'm saying? And now you're bringing forth a message. And so you 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 see in that growth. You're experiencing that growth. And, you know, like you said, you had the record with Khaled. You, you did the big name. But now this track now ain't normal. You're giving your audience what they want to hear. You know, we are experiencing 2020 America. You know, we need an artist that's going to tell us you know, what what we see, what we hear, uh, what we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And so with, with living our true identities, I think when artists actually show us um, what we're living, what we're going through, I think those type, of, um, those type of tracks, even with our authors, when they, when they write about things that we're experiencing um, on a daily basis, that seems to hit home a whole lot harder. We can read stuff like that better. We relate to stuff like that a whole lot better. Um, and those books sell greater. That music sells greater. You know, the spins are more um, when we can just relate to it more. Talk about A Normal just a little bit before we play it. Yeah, Ain't Normal. It's everything you say. Ain't Normal is a record. Uh, when I went into my last recording, like, boot camp or, like, recording hoorah, you know, because, like, I do my stuff in spurts. Like, I take time off or I might take a couple months out, get to life, read books, you know what I'm saying, catch up on some things, catch up on world events. I had uh, another single I was going to come with. Like, I had the records playing. I had another single, like, was crazy. Like, was going to tear up everything. Was going to tear up everything. But it was like, my spirit felt like I was missing something. Like, in the batch of music, like, it ain't normals out of a batch of, like, 40 songs that I did. I locked in. I just locked in, stayed off my phone, you know, and got back into the craft and got back into having fun and just creating, just creating and, like, not having, like, a goal of where it's going to go. So, like, I had a different record I was going to drop first. I was, I'm going to just drop hits on everybody's head every week or every month. 
or something like that. And I'm going to do about 10 videos. I'm just not going to let up. So I had those records. I had those records. I had the budget lined up. I had everything. But I, I still didn't push the button. I was like, man, something just don't feel right. And then the way 2020 went, the way 2020 went, it was just like, yo, I'm missing something. My spirit was like, my spirit told me I was missing something. And then the Breonna Taylor situation happened. I'm for, That happened in my hometown. Then you see, like, George Floyd situation happen. Like, all this stuff is happening. Then you see the riots, the whole world's on fire. You know, you seeing stuff. It was, like, literally, like, 2020, it went down. So, like, the records that I had didn't necessarily reflect the pinnacle of what's been going on for the last two years mm-hmm. that we all been experiencing. And I didn't know. Like I, I just knew. Like I, I, I intended. Like I'm gonna tell you. Like I went in trying to make ain't normal, but I didn't make ain't normal. Like I had like heartbreak songs, I had club songs. You know, I had I had some raw material and rugged, but it was like I couldn't ain't nor It was like the song ain't normal. That song was on my spirit. I was trying to make that, but I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't know it was going to sound like that, first of all. Like, how it sound now, how you hear it, and all of that. So I'm like, so I might, I might make 10 beats one day, and it was just like, yo, this ain't it. And these beats are immaculate. I might make 10 songs one day, but it's like trying to make this record. So I finally got this. Once I got this record, the words just poured out. Uh, I was like, this is it. As soon as I heard the track. I was like, this is it right here. This is it. This is what I've been looking for. This is it. And then the words poured out, and I laid that tongue like in 15 minutes. The whole song. Wow. Laid it like in 15 minutes once I heard that track. And once I heard the song, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. So, like, I was like, I, I took a break. I was like, I, I'm cool now. I don't even got to make nothing else. This is the record. This is the record I've been looking for. So we're going to put this <laughs> one out first, and then we'll put those other ones out. But this is it. This is what I've been looking for. I was. This is the one. I didn't know what it was going to sound like. I didn't know it was going to be called a normal nothing. But once I got it, I was. I was like, yes, this is it right here. And then here we are today, talking to you about it. Hundred thousand views in thirty days. You know what I'm wow. saying? Platforms. The source shot of me out. Like this is my biggest debut ever. And, like, I didn't have records with Cali. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been on tour with Def Jam, Atlantic, 300, Sony, the whole nine. I did all this grassroots level, and this is my biggest debut. My biggest debut to date. Let's go ahead and introduce A Normal to the listening audience. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your player partner, Solo LeMaze. Checking in. It's my new record. Ain't normal. Streaming everywhere on all platforms. Y'all make sure y'all give this another spin and let everybody hear it. Spread the message. Let's go.
418 Wouldn't believe all the shit that these guys seen Before we even knew what being traumatized mean A lot of us just thought this was a normal thing Seen a dead body early on the murder scene the price of life is cheap for a black bean. Thanks to the internet spreading so many memes. A lot of us just finding out that we was kings and queens. So many names just take out a name and place it here We in the middle of a whole racial warfare It ain't enough people for me to speak it from now Just know it's black out and getting treated unfair Niggas tired of getting pulled over being scared We gon' burn it all down and let you see the flare Proud of all my people, out here protesting needles We can be lethal, but that just ain't what we do Black men got it hard, trust me it ain't no equal Cause we the only people Just tuning in, you are live right here on Music Mondays with your girl Nakia and my very special guest, Louisville hip hop artist Solo Lamaze. And that right there was Ain't Normal. Yo, guys, if you go back and listen to the lyrics of the song, um, geez, it really talks about. the black experience in 2020 America. Y'all know I don't cry. I cry on, you know, interviews that are very <laughs> inspiring. doesn't take a lot to make me cry, but when you think about everything that we went through last year, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm a mother of three black sons, you know, and a daughter as well. And I constantly pray over my children um, for covering and, and protection 
Um, and just when you listen to the lyrics of the song, you know, the first time I heard it, it didn't really hit me like it hit me just then. Um, and that that would be the third time that I've heard it. But I'm um, just listening to the lyrics of the song and just think about, you know, everything that we've gone through, um, just the struggle that e- even our parents went through, um, things that we shouldn't have to still be continuously going through. Um I understand why the song is doing what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? I thank you um for putting out that type of um that type of that type of song cuz we need it, you know? We need it. Sorry for getting emotional. Sorry. <laughs> I got emotional making it. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you was able to get the message. And like I said, and like we was talking about like being able to mix that message with a song that's actually dope. You oh, know, yeah. Yeah. So melodically, sonically, it sounds good. Yeah. yeah. You knew that was so the track, like, that that was the one. Oh, yeah. I completely understand as an artist. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, and I feel like that track is going to go, it's going to go far. It's going to, the momentum behind it, it will it will go far. I know that because it has the message that it carries. Um, it's something that we need right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just leave it at that right there. Um, if you could have your fans remember one thing about you, and not aside from, from Ain't Norma, but if you can have one thing for your fans to remember about you, what would it be? Man, solo versions for the children, man. Like, if I can just change one life, if I could change one life with my music, then my job is done. Like, if I could just make you, if I could prevent you from a bad situation, bad decision, or like, a life out like a life altering existence, then my job is done. Like if I can touch you to where I can if I can make you think if I can just make you think, you know, like be critical with your thinking, then my job here was done from the beginning. So like that's just what I'm here to do, man. Like I just want people to remember me for somebody that made them think critically. Because our people and a lot of people don't think critically. They just move off of impulse. And it's not necessarily good all the time. So just being able to make people think critically, that's what I want to be remembered by. Well, somebody that made people think critically and just didn't go with, with, some, with some stuff that some people told them to do or go with the herd mentality. Like not or the mob mentality, may I say, the mob mentality. Or no he say, she say, or no water down, or no secondhand information. Like you heard me, it just made you think different for once in your life. Because a lot of people think on trends. They think in a trendy oh, yeah. behavior. Oh, yeah. Or they think with a mob mentality. So that's going on. That's a lot. So if I could just be the person that just makes you sit and just think critically about something, that's what I want to be remembered about, was the person that made people think critically and made better decisions. 
saying that if there's somebody who's listening right now, say an aspiring artist, and they say to themselves, you know, um, wow, I've listened to his um, his track and I have, you know, I've heard his bio and I've, you know, listened to the amazing moves that he's made. And, you know, I feel like I have the potential, you know, just like him. Um, but I feel like I have this stumbling block right now that may be holding me up from, you know, getting to the next level. What piece of advice could you offer to that aspiring artist, you know, to say, hey, push that stumbling block out of your way, that, 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 that. What piece of advice could you offer to that aspiring artist? Uh, uh, what, what piece of advice can I give? Um, I have something, too. I just forgot it. Just going with your gut. Just going with your gut. And, um, like, it. It's like believing in you more than other people believe in you. You know, that's one thing you're going to have to have. Like, it's believing in yourself and, like, mm, um, this, like, I just, it just slipped my mind because I just seen something in public. But yeah, just believing in yourself, like believing in yourself, not following the trend, you know, and um, stick to it, stick to it, man, stick to it. Like a lot of t- get out of your own way. That's what I say. Get out of your own way. And comparison is the thief of joy. That's what I say to people. Like Ooh, get out yes, of your own way. Yes. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. The comparison mm-hmm. is the thief of joy. Everybody has their mm-hmm. own path in life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, um, people will see other people's success, or they'll be on social media, which is not real. That's not the real world whatsoever. No matter what they tell you, <laughs> that's not the real world. <laughs> it's not the real world. You know what I'm saying? You can't take. 60 seconds or a minute and a half of somebody out of somebody's 365 and base your life off that. You know what I'm saying? Right. We all right. run our own race. I, and we all got, I, all of our success is based off of our own parameters. They're based off our own parameters. So if you're a better person than you was yesterday, like if you're a person with 30 followers today and you have 50 followers the next day or the next week, are you unsuccessful? Well, if you're an artist that comes out and your debut week, you sell 30,000, 50,000 units. Are you really unsuccessful? You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people get caught up in the hype or they get caught up in the comparison, the comparison thing. So like, what I tell people to do is just stay out their own way and compare themselves to themselves and, like, making themselves a better them. You know, like, I'm not going to sit here and compare myself to Meek Mills or a J. Cole or a Kendrick Lamar because they all have their own path in life. And we don't know what these people have to deal with behind the scenes. But if I'm a better me than the me I was yesterday, then I'm doing something right. Most definitely, stay away from comparing myself to people, and I don't wonder why somebody has something and I don't got better. You know, I just keep working. 
And I just like compared the today me to the yesterday me. So I I would advise all artists to do that. That's great advice, guys. I'm like, I always tell you when these artists and, and our guests, when they drop these gems, make sure that you don't sit on this information. Make sure that you, you know, write the information down. Make sure you soak it up like a sponge. Not only make it, you know, um, applicable to your music career, but, you know, apply this to your life in general. Um, free free game, like you said earlier, free game. All right? I want to thank you so much, uh, Solo Amaze, for joining me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you were here with me, giving so freely of yourself and so freely of your time um, to not only me, but my listening audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, once you're on the show, you're always family. You're welcome back at any time. Um, you got the music that's dropping. Make sure that we get it so we can debut it on New Music Mondays. Um, guys, make sure that you're right back here tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have Detroit um, hip-hop artist Black Tear. And then on 6.30 p.m. Uh, on Thursday, we'll have Decatur uh, hip-hop MC Lil Strap going to be here with us as well. Um, it's been fun, guys, but um, I got to run. I'm already late for Bible study. <laughs> you guys have a good day. Man, peace and blessings, man. Thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. You enjoy the rest of your night. All right, you too, love.